What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Or Never News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it done, no matter Okay, people, so while we have a ton of stories to get to, a wide variety differing from all sorts of stuff going on in the industry, in particular, the theme of this episode, I guess you could say, is the change. And in particular, the change that is coming via Netflix, because we got a lot of anime-related stories that are kind of attributed to Netflix and some of the things that they're doing, some of which are freaking awesome i'm so excited for and then some of them i'm kind of like oh baby we going down we're going down in flames it's gonna be an interesting episode i guess without further ado because we've got a few different things aside from the big enchilada of it all to cover let's start this bad boy off okay people so this is breaking when i recorded this whole episode this story hadn't come out yet but everybody and their mama had been hitting me up and i was like Okay, I can't go with this huge episode without talking about this because even though there's a bomb amount of stories, just loads and loads of stuff that you guys, I'm sure, are going to enjoy or indulge in, this story right here, I think a few of y'all are going to be excited because it came out that from some leakers, Jump Festa slash pre-Jump Festa, so anywhere between now and Jump Festa, Dr. Stone, which is already pretty cool, even though we already confirmed that we're getting another season of the anime, we're getting more of the anime, so that's dope stuff there, but Dr. Stone and Black Clover, new anime information coming. Now, that could mean a few different things, to be honest with you. Again, for starters, with Dr. Stone, hands down, that's more than likely there's no other thing other than that's the anime that's supposed to continue on from where it last left off, so really awesome stuff there very excited for that all of that jazz however the black clover information the black clover anime information a lot of people are like what the heck so is black clover anime returning that is a possibility that very well could actually happen i mean we've been on break since what march let's just say it goes and it stays on break a little bit longer let's just say this is going to be a big announcement the black clover anime is returning people it could return in the summertime and boom that's over a year and some change of break to give distance between the manga and the anime so it very well could do that it very well could return seasonally it could return just to go ongoing maybe they just need that break or whatever the case may be or unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it it could be confirmation that either again before jump festa or during jump festa we're going to get a big announcement regarding the actual anime film that was confirmed quite some time ago which it's about freaking time i ain't gonna lie like we got the announcement at the end of march when the anime you know finished up and whatnot hey we're getting a big black clover movie and then we had like one visual of like asta and his time skip look and then we had nothing else so there's a big possibility, and it's more than likely, to be honest with you, because I don't want to make anybody feel like, oh my god, it's confirmed, anime's returning. I don't want people to feel that way, but the way it was a little bit ambiguous with this post that, again, Dr. Stone and Black Clover, new anime information's coming. There's that possibility there that it could be, hey, Black Clover anime's returning, or the more likely, just gotta be honest with you guys, that we're going to get more on the actual film, whether it be a PV, whether it be a new key visual, whether it be an actual trailer, a teaser trailer, a date, something along the lines of that, which I ain't gonna lie, anything Black Clover anime related right now would be fantastic. It's been too freaking long, we've had the manga, and the manga's been, of course, really awesome and all that jazz, but that Black Clover anime, though, I feel like a part of me, every damn Tuesday, They'd be like, where's my black clover, yo? Where, what, what happened with my black clover? My black bulls, you know what I'm saying? So it's looking like at the very least we're going to get some great news between now and again the middle of December. I want to say Jump Festa starts like around December 18th, somewhere around there. So yeah, between now and then, expect black clover anime news. And of course, I will give you guys the immediate update as soon as I know anything else about Black Clover's anime. But as it stands right now, we're getting something Black Clover anime related. I don't know if it's the return of the anime, the film, an update, whatever it is, though. I got y'all covered, and I had to give you guys a little bit of, like, hey, something good is coming, something to look forward to for all of us. So, 
Um, can't freaking wait. And yeah, Jump Festa this year is going to be one of the biggest Jump Festas I've ever covered in all of these years here on YouTube. And I'm excited. Let's go, baby. Black Clover Anime, Dr. Stone, another announcement. Let's freaking go. Okay, people. So first up, we got the Shonen Jump author comments. Let's jump straight into them. For starters, we got One Piece, Eichiro Oda. He said, I've never met him, but he feels like a comrade in arms. I know how tough getting to 100 volumes is. Aoyama-san, congrats on 100 volumes of Conan. Love the camaraderie. Love to see it. At the end of the day, they've both been in the game almost just the same amount of time. I want to say Conan was like 96 and One Piece was 97, so around that same time, hence why One Piece beat it just barely to that 100 volume mark, but big congrats to both of them again that's really dope to see i wish they would meet it would be dope to see a, a photo even if you know because odo don't like his face to be shown i'm not sure about aoyama if he's the same way but it would be dope as hell to see both of them in a photo just in general even if they had a coffee shop just with it like holding each other's volumes of their manga or something like that that'd be kind of cool but shout outs to oda oda i don't know sometimes he seems too good to be true the things that he does the you know his involvement and in everything related to the story that he loves to create and that we love to read just even like in many different aspects of like the diversity casting that he just did with the one piece live action that if i'm not mistaken oda was very pivotal in picking who plays who in the upcoming one piece live action adaptation for netflix like oda he he just again seems too good to be true sometimes shout outs to oda a really dope comment there then we got gaga akutami from jujutsu kaisen they said the second shot really got me sorry for making everyone wait a week which again referring to you know the covid 19 shot which a lot of mangaka have recently over there which i, I want to say people have been saying that it's been more uh, readily available over there and that's why we've been hearing all these mangaka talking about hey i got the shot i got the shot that's because more than likely it's like now they have their opportunity opportunity to get it and it's probably becoming mandated at this point all over the place so yeah i mean it's mandated in a bunch of states over here it's probably mandated over there in japan then we got yuto suzuki author of sakamoto days i don't get to leave the house much so i look forward to meals at home i love agadashi fried tofu meals at home are the best honestly like that's where you save your money and you learn hey i, I know how to make this now i know how to make that now and just in general it's the better way to go at the end of the day majority of the time eating out unless you're eating at a restaurant where you know they're cutting the food and making the food right there you know fast food is not good and yeah just eat at home kohei horikoshi author of my hero academia said good job kawaguchi sensei once things calm down let's go out for dinner i look forward to your next series and by kawaguchi sensei i believe he's referring to the author of the hunter's guild red hood which i already know it's been confirmed that it has been axed so to speak it has ended and it ended actually in this issue we'll get to their comment in a little bit uh but yeah kohei Orikoshi, if i'm not mistaken uh, kawaguchi was a part of my hero academia as like an assistant for a while and then went off and did this thing and yeah, shout outs to Koya Horikoshi, at least giving a little bit of encouragement. I've noticed quite a few different people have actually come out and said positive things about Kawaguchi with their Red Hood series. Like, again, Horikoshi, but, you know, you would say, hey, you, that's to be expected. He worked on the, you know, Kohei Horikoshi, so of course he's going to say positive things. I also seen somebody that's reputable in the industry, Tsubasa Fukuchi, saying they're also a fan of the recently concluded Red Hood by Yuki Kawaguchi and praised the artwork and the use of paneling. And then it was a few weeks back that the author of Dr. Stone or it was the artist if i'm not mistaken i think it was either boichi or uh richiro inagaki one of them had said that they really was rocking with this series as well a lot of people a lot of creators really rock with yuki kawaguchi i have no doubt in my mind that yuki kawaguchi is going to return next round not next round per se maybe like six months from now and come with another smash hit because by that point the next time yuki kawaguchi returns some of the big guns might be out of the magazine you know what i'm saying like a my hero academia considering it's been said that it's already you know in the final stage ages of ending or even a black clover or any of these series jujutsu kaisen said they were already what halfway done or something like that likewise with marshall one of these series are going to be coming to an end and that'll be the perfect opportunity for yuki kawaguchi to come with another work and boom take it up then we got boichi from dr stone they said i simmered 10 mackerel when am i going to eat all of this 
Okay, then. We have Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall. I've had my wallet for about eight years and it's falling apart, but I've grown attached to it and can't get rid of it. It's too cute. I've had my wallet for a couple of years now. I don't know, maybe three years, four years, something like that. And yeah, it's starting to fall apart. Um, If you guys want, give me some recommendations of a new series to rock for the wallet. But yeah, My Hero Academia was my wallet. Shout out to Hajime Komodo with, uh, we, we, we carry our wallets for a long time. I, you gotta attach them after a while. Like, if you don't find this, you're like, where the hell's my wallet if you don't see that damn all Might or, you know, that Deku. We got Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. They said, I've been enjoying the Pythagora Switch show lately. My wife and I have serious battles of Pythagora rock, paper, scissors. Shoutouts to Yuki Tabata. Enjoying the life. And then finally, we got the last of the author comments and the final author comment from Yuki Kawaguchi, author of the Hunter's Guild Red Hood. They said, thank you for all the support. See you again someday. I have no doubt in my mind. Like I said before, I'll say it again. I have no doubt in my mind Yuki Kawaguchi is going to be back in the magazine and probably down the road will be one of the pillars of Shonen Jump. A lot of people in the industry were actually rocking with Red Hood and Hunter's Guild. It's just that for whatever reason, it didn't take to the audience. I've speculated in the past that probably just there's too many big guns right now there's too many big guns for a battle shonen to come through and make waves and shonen jump when all of the other series black clover my hero jujutsu kaisen are taking up space and you know taking up readers attention so hats off to you yuki kawaguchi go back to the lab make something even greater and we'll look forward to your return Although I, I'm imagining they'll probably come back with like a one shot and like some sort of golden cup award ceremony thingy. And then they'll come back to the magazine. That's usually how it works. But yeah, people, those were the Shonen Jump author comments. Pretty interesting stuff this week for them. Okay, people, next up, we got an article regarding overseas fans and how seemingly the overseas fans outdid Japanese fans in, I want to say it was 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Let's read the article. AJA, anime industry contracted 3.5% in 2020. The Association of Japanese Animations released its anime industry report 2021 findings on Thursday. The report found that the wider anime industry, including merchandise, music, etc., contracted by 3.5% in 2020 with a total market value of about 21.32 billion US dollars. The market value strictly for anime productions contracted by 9%, about 2.41 billion dollars. For comparison, the market rose 15.1% to about 22.10 billion dollars by present conversion in 2019, representing a near doubling of the industry in the last decade since 2009. The year's preliminary report stated a market value of 2.5 trillion yen for 2019 but the final report indicates a value of 2.5 trillion yen the 2020 market value remains a high mark second only to 2019 for every year prior since 2002 in both the wider anime market and the narrower anime production industry nevertheless this represents the first contraction of the overall market in 11 years since 2009 the streaming market increased dramatically in 2020 by 35 percent and was also the only market segment to see growth live entertainment Payment was down 65% year on year at $254 million. Anime merchandise also saw a 0.8% downturn valued at about 5.10 billion dollars. Overseas anime sales, now accounting for about half of the market, increased 3.2% year on year, amounting to about 10 0.89 US billion dollars. In contrast, the Japanese market saw a 9.7% reduction, now about 10.41 billion yen. This marks the first time the overseas market overtook the Japanese market. I know that was a lot of jargon that you're like, what is all these numbers you're throwing at me, Fenev? That was basically to show you guys proof and examples that we're actually starting to beat out Japan in their home country thing that they love of anime and manga. AJA previously released other data about 2020 in May. Last year had 98,448 minutes worth of anime produced, the second consecutive year-on-year -year decline since 2018, and the lowest seen since 2011. The authors of the report speculated that the effects of the new pandemic were the primary factor for the downturn in market value. The full report also included special columns discussing the market during the pandemic. So a lot of this is basically to say that the anime industry overseas in 2020 rose dramatically 
quickly while in Japan it declined, but there's also the variable of the pandemic, and it could very well be a cultural thing. And what I mean by that is it could be that over there in Japan, probably with the pandemic and everything, because anime and manga is already a staple in their culture and they do it constantly, maybe when everything shut down, they didn't really want to watch anime and read manga. For whatever reason, maybe they were like turned off by it, didn't really care for it, and were doing other things. Maybe kids were playing in their backyard, or maybe parents were spending more time with their kids, and ultimately that led to kids and people in general just consuming less anime manga, while in the States, people never really got time to watch anime and read manga, so ultimately people were buying it in bulk and they're stuck at the home, so they're like, you know what, I'm about to watch a shit ton of One Piece, I'm about to read a shit ton of whatever, so that's probably what led to overseas overtaking Japan for this, you know, time period um, in 2020, which is still a big win that at the end of the day, the U.S. continues to rise, and it also gives us a better leverage when it comes to things being produced, because we'll actually have a say-so, and I hope that it doesn't turn into a bad scenario where like, you know, censorship comes into play and politics and all sorts of stuff like that. I hope it's just like, hey, you know those series that constantly get canceled? Well, now because we actually spend a bunch of money and we actually are outdoing Japan, we'll have more so of a say like, well, for example, Red Hood. We actually like Red Hood. Don't cancel it. And because we actually rock with it, maybe the Japanese will think twice like, well, wait a minute. You know, it could become a thing in the U.S. Maybe we'll just take it out of Jump, put it in Jump Plus, but the U.S. can still get it. Something along the lines of that. But really interesting article. Shout out to Anime News Network for that one. Pretty cool stuff nonetheless regarding the U.S. Japan, though, I have no doubt in my mind, especially with things sort of getting back to normal. They'll probably have an uprising of anime and manga, but maybe I'm off on that. I don't know. Okay, people, next up, a really good update for Bleach fans. Bleach anime, in particular, fans of the Thousand Year Blood War that want to see the Thousand Year Blood War animated. We got a little more insight. I told you guys a couple of episodes ago now that uh, we were going to be getting a Bleach super stage at Jump Festa 2021, 2022, I guess you would say, right? Yeah, we're going to be getting a Bleach stage, but we don't necessarily know what that could mean. It could be, you know, at the end of the day, just, hey, we got more novels coming out. Well, it has been confirmed, according to this, that new information information on the anime Bleach Anime Thousand Year Blood War arc will be revealed on December 18th at Jump Festa. So you can look forward to getting maybe a trailer, maybe a PV, at the very least maybe the first key visual because again it's going into two years since we got the big announcement. Hey Bleach Anime is returning and nothing since then. And I mean at the end of the day it's a good thing in a way just because that means that they've had a lot of time to work on this. However many episodes, whether it's 50 episodes, which it probably should be the longer the better. There's a lot of chapters of the Thousand Year Blood War. They'll probably use all of that, you know, time, or hopefully they've used all of that time to actually make something really great and high quality. Like, it's Studio Piro, so at the end of the day, I'm not expecting the world, but if they had this amount of time to prepare, like... I'll give you a prime example. Tokyo Ghoul Season 1. One of the things that you really can't take away from it is the fact that it looked really good. And that's probably because they had a lot of pre-production time. However, you roll into Tokyo Ghoul Rude and you're like, what happened to the art and animation? So maybe with Studio Piro having all these years on top of, you know, they had to work around the pandemic as well. So there's that to add in there. But ultimately, maybe with all this time, it'll be fantastic, amazing. One of the best adaptations ever or some crazy shit like that. We got to wait and see. But yeah, we'll get more. Finally, new. <laughs> on Bleach's anime return with the Thousand Year Blood War December 18th at Jump Festa. You can bet your bottom dollar I will be reporting on it. Okay, people, next up is the first of several Netflix anime-related stories, and it tells a story in and of itself as I go through all these things so you guys will understand what I'm talking about, about Netflix's dominance incoming into the anime industry. But let's start off with this one. Because firstly, the second part of Eden Zero anime will be available on Netflix on November 24th. Now, in case you don't know, uh, Eden Zero, I want to say it was like a month or two ago now at this point, they released the first 12 episodes of Eden Zero, despite the fact that it's already been completed. They only released the first half of the season, and then they were waiting to give us the second half, and now we'll be getting in November 24th, which is a great thing to do. Like, yo, you want to spend your Thanksgiving, you know, you're bored or whatever, you got family over, you, you're not really digging the whole vibe. Go and watch some Eden Zero, although I'd say, and you know, spend time with your family. Why are you going to, you know, seclude yourself? But either way, around that time will be great to marathon Eden Zero, and I'm looking forward to it. I ain't going to lie. I had a blast with the first season. It was fun. It felt very Hiro Mashima-esque. It didn't have as much uh, BS, I guess you would say, as like fairy tale. and everybody keeps telling me that Eden Zero just keeps getting better and better. The manga right now is on fire. People be telling me, put Eden Zero.
zero in the voting polls that you do every freaking week. Maybe I need to do that. See what, you know, the post is looking like for Eden Zero. But as it stands right now, yes, people, the second half of the first season will be coming to Netflix November 24th, which I've never been fond of the Netflix jail at the end of the day, but it is what it is. And I'm just looking forward to being able to finish that first season and see what it's all about. Although I want to say I already probably experienced majority of that in the manga because I read like the first 50 chapters. So unless it goes past the first 50 chapter mark, then I probably have already experienced those episodes, but it's been a little bit as well. So there's that. Either way, Eden Zero, looking forward to it. Then on to more insane Netflix news because I think... This could have either been intentional or a cover-up of what happened recently. Because over the last couple days, there was a big JoJo's Bizarre Adventure leak. Supposedly, some kid that his father works at Netflix had given him access to watch the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean anime before it even premieres for everybody around the world. And there was a little video. You see the kid. He's actually, like, filming his phone. And you see that he was already watching the first episode. And there was roughly, seemingly, 12 episodes that he had there available on his phone and it was again on netflix as if he had like some special access code to watch the episodes that are not public to you know the general consumers or whatnot and a lot of people were like holy shit for starters it seemingly confirmed that we're going to get 12 episodes potentially here on december 1st and maybe that's how they're going to do things like every few months they're going to drop 12 episodes or something like that i don't know but either way it had a lot of people very hype and i just saw the reaction like oh shit but then shortly after that netflix came with a bunch of anime related announcements and one of them being a little more insight into jojo's bizarre adventure part six stone oceans anime so a part of me was like was that intentional was that a leak and then they were like yo we gotta cover this up we got millions and millions and millions of dollars invested in this shit just start announcing stuff right now because we got an article here that says jojo's bizarre adventure part six stone ocean animes videos revealed december 1st netflix debut warner brothers japan unveiled four new promotional videos for the anime series of hirohiko araki's jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean manga on tuesday the videos revealed the anime's december 1st debut date on netflix worldwide and there was like four different pvs that look so freaking good netflix will stream the anime before it airs on tv in japan in january on tokyo mx mbs and bs 11 david production of course is returning to produce the series and kenichi suzuki is returning from parts one through three as the chief director so the person that directed the first three parts is going to be coming back oh and they're also going to have uh, toshiyuki kato who did diamond is unbreakable as the series director and thus spoke kishibe rohan he's going to be the series director if i'm not mistaken or he's just going to be directing as well okay yeah the other one is the chief director he's going to be the regular just on board director and yasuko kabayashi is returning from the previous anime to handle the series's composition and i'll be honest with you when i saw all those trailers i was like for starters this shit looks good also the rumored which it looked like based on that leak we're going to be getting 12 episodes that would kind of make sense do it like within three to four drops it would either equal what 36 episodes to 50 episodes something like that right so or 48 episodes so probably that's what they're going to do i'm guessing which I ain't gonna lie, I would love to be able to watch all of it, but the fact that at the very least we're going to be getting 12 in one shot and not have to wait a week every, you know what I'm saying? Like, I prefer to have it that way when it comes to this in particular, especially we're getting it before it actually drops everywhere else everybody's going to, all JoJo Bizarre Adventure fans are going to be rushing to Netflix. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, everyone's going to Netflix to check this out. This was a very smart, calculated, tactical move on Netflix's behalf, and this is great news. Again, I can see some people complaining. I don't think there's anything to complain about per se, but people will be people. Either way, this is freaking fantastic. The trailer's a bomb. I can't wait. Jolene Kujo, Jotaro Kujo as well. Jotaro, oh my god. I'm hyped. Then onward to more announcements from Netflix. Apparently, Netflix will have two anime originals coming to the platform from Detective Conan Case Closed. And it's some spin-off series that is tied to the franchise. And I was, I got a lot of shock like, what detective conan uh spinoffs coming to the platform detective conan's license all over america is all over the place i think like crunchyroll has some episodes discotech media has been releasing like films and shit it's all over i remember funimation back in the day were the ones that had the first 130 something episodes and like the first five or six films like it's been everywhere with the license but it seems though netflix at the very least is getting some of these spinoffs let's read the article it says netflix to stream detective conan spinoff anime zero's tea time the culprit Hanzawa Worldwide. Netflix revealed during its Netflix Festival Japan 
2021 event on Tuesday that it will stream the anime adaptations of two spin-offs of Gosho Aoyama's Detective Conan manga, Mayuko Kanba's Detective Conan Hani no Hanzawa-san, aka Detective Conan the Culprit Hanzawa manga, and Takahiro Arai's Detective Conan Zero No Tea Time, aka Detective Conan Zero's Tea Time manga. Netflix will stream the adaptations worldwide, and to give a little insight into what these things are, because to be honest with you, I'm kind of unfamiliar, it says Detective Conan Hanin no Hanzawa-san is a gag manga that stars the black silhouetted criminal that appears in Detective Conan chapters to represent the mystery culprits. Oh, okay. I get it. That Like, usually when there's a culprit and they don't want to reveal the mystery, they'll have the person shadowed out and you don't really know who it is and it's always the same silhouette that they use for every criminal and I guess there's a spin-off series about it. The manga debut in Shonen Sunday S in May 2017. The manga 6 compiled book volume will ship in Japan on October 18th and then Arai launched the ongoing Detective Conan Zero No Tea Time manga in Weekly Shonen Sunday in May 2018. The manga began serializing chapters only when the main Detective Conan manga takes hiatuses. Aoyama has frequently put the manga on hiatus for research since July of 2018. The manga's fifth volume will ship on October 18th. The spin-off manga centers on the daily life of the three-faced operative known as Rei Furuya to the National Police Agency, Toru Amuro as a private detective, and Cafe Pirat Waiter, and Bourbon as a member of the Black Organization. So, again, more stuff for Netflix. Again, diving into one of the biggest franchises in Japan, Detective Conan. Just saying, want to throw this in Netflix, it would be really awesome if you just had the entire series from start to where they're at right now available. Like, I think Crunchyroll has, like, from episode four, four, 500 on. And, yeah, I would like to just have it all comprised in one place. But I'd imagine the licensing for that is real messy with everybody having their divs in it. Then, this one right here is a travesty. This one right here, I'm going to have a separate video later on in the week really diving into what's going on in the anime industry. But, you know, the last couple ones were... I news great news like the Jojo stuff for Netflix was great the detective Conan stuff awesome stuff there like Netflix so far I right, good stuff here but this right here is a bad bad thing and in general I feel really bad about the seven deadly sins and the Natsu no Taizai as a franchise like if you look at the anime in chronological order every adaptation has been worse than the last the first season amazing i'd give that shit anywhere from an eight to a nine the second season it didn't have the same high quality art and animation but it was still like seven to an eight at the very least still up there but then as it kept on going it kept on falling season three and four i guess you would say right not not including those ovas the like four episode ova that netflix has but the other ones it was like oh god what the hell happened studio dean took over from a1 pictures and it was kind of like Things is looking rough, mate. What's going on here? And now this right here, I ain't gonna lie, is an abomination. Kill it with fire. I'm sorry. I gotta just keep it real with y'all. It is what it is. I don't like what I'm seeing so far because we got announcements. We got trailers. We got scans. All sorts of stuff for the next anime um addition i guess you would say to the seven deadly sins because this is technically seven deadly sins even though it's going to be bleeding into the spinoff four nights of the apocalypse uh because they got a couple of anime original anime original movies coming to netflix for the seven deadly sins again it's going to bridge the gaps between the end of the seven deadly sins and the new spinoff four nights of the apocalypse and the trailer and all of the info show that it's going to be 3d cgi and oh my god i wish this was just a video game or something like it looks... Oh, let's read. Seven Deadly Sins franchise gets all-new two-part anime film in 2022. Netflix revealed on Tuesday during its Netflix Festival Japan 2021 livestream that Nakaba Suzuki's The Seven Deadly Sins manga franchise will have an all-new two-part anime film titled The Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Eidenberg, aka Nanatsu no Taizai Enzan no Eidenberg. The films will focus on Meliodas' son, Tristan. Netflix will stream both parts in 2022, and oh my god, that makes so much sense. Somebody had told me that Tristan hasn't really been present or i don't know if he's showing up at all in the four nights of the apocalypse series he probably was purposely excluded from it so that they can make these films i'm just throwing that in there hypothetical i don't know bob shirahata is directing the anime with noriyuki abe as supervising director noriyuki abe why do they have him supervising this noriyuki abe is one of the people that did the bleach anime yu yu Hakusho show anime why is he direct 
Oh my god, poor Nuriyuki Abe. I won't hold this one against you, fam. I know you had to do it for the bag. I get it. I'm gonna hold this uh, against you. Rintaro Ikeda is penning the script for the film. Alfred Imageworks and Marvy Jack are animating animating the film. Uh, Nakaba Suzuki launched the Seven Deadly Sins manga in Kodansha in, in 2012, and it ended in March 2020. Kodansha published the manga's 41st and final volume in May of 2020. And I'm gonna just keep it a buck. The trailer shown with the characters and everything, it looks atrocious. It's like a very small like little teaser you see i guess that's meliodas's son which i've already been spoiled to that i still haven't finished the seven daily sins i'm like episode 14 15 of the final season whatever it is what it is but yeah you see his son tristan and it it just looks terrible like he's like slicing a sword or something like that and you see some like fodder demons in the background it looks like demons something like what the why every adaptation of the seven deadly sins continues to get worse than their predecessor this shit is abysmal what the oh my god it looks so bad i mean i'm just looking at it right here like he's holding two swords or something like that it looks like a rough naruto storm type of thing and naruto storm at, at its highs looks incredible but it, it, just, it looks like a video game it looks like it should have stayed as a video game fam i got like scans like because i had caught it early when it leaked there's like a scan and it shows again meliodas's son tristan what he looks like in the manga and what he looks like in the anime and then it shows like some demons that kind of look like one of the ten commandments and oh, then there's like three kids there i don't know who they are but what the blue blaze oh my god is that did i just spoil my i'm not even gonna keep on i got like 10 more less than 10 episodes to go it looks ter terrible this like stop with 3d cg until you can get it right like i've heard wh what is it there's something that that just recently came out that is like connected to league of legends or something like that people have been telling me that that is a good rendition of what 3d cg combined with 2d techniques could look like i don't know but this right here is not it this needs to stop and then we got dragon ball trying to usher in the next generation with that 3d movie that people are trying to give a pass that like don't get me wrong the dragon ball movie looks better than what the heck this is but still and like netflix i don't know if this was your idea i don't know if it was like hey we got some budgets to make some stuff you want to do something and somebody was like well we have enough to do two movies let's just do two cgi films that's the, like i don't know what it is or what's going on here but here's my thing right because the four nights of the apocalypse manga is ongoing i wouldn't be surprised if they're setting things up because after these films, then they're going to have a full-blown 3D CG anime for the Four Nights of the Apocalypse. And if that's the case, keep it. I don't want it. I'm not watching it. And I know a lot of people are not going to watch that shit either. This is terrible. Stop. I'm not saying that all 3D CG animation is terrible, but I'm saying that this shit is. And I'm saying that it shouldn't be a standard. And I know they're trying to push it. And they're going to try to indoctrinate all of the younger kids into thinking that that's the better and more preferred aesthetic moving forward over 2D animation. But I'm going to keep on screaming until I can't no more. Keep that 3D shit. We don't want it. Give me my 2D. Unless it's going to look really good. If it's going to look incredible. If it's going to look like seamless. Then so be it. But for now, this shit right here get it out of here don't want it but continuing on with netflix like i told you guys if you watch the intro a lot of netflix takeover going on in this one netflix unveils tiger and bunny 2 anime visuals april 2022 worldwide debut and i remember when tiger and bunny came out i wasn't the biggest fan of it but a lot of people were like yo it's not that bad and i think isn't there like a lot of cg in that one as well which is kind of crazy but netflix revealed a new visual and the april 2022 worldwide debut date for the tiger and bunny 2 sequel during the company Netflix Festival Japan 2021 live stream on Tuesday. Netflix also stated the show's first season is coming to the service, and the promo poster looks cool. And I remember, wasn't it like a freelance superhero or something like that? I think that's what it was about, if I'm not mistaken. But Tiger and Bunny 2 for Tiger and Bunny fans that have been waiting. I think there was what Tiger and Bunny 1, and then there was Tiger and Bunny the movie or something like that. And then now they're doing a Tiger and Bunny 2. Netflix been some busy bees. Like for them to get that title, I forgot that shit existed. I'll be honest with you, I never got into it like that. I remember. I think they had it like on Neon Alley back in the day when Viz Media was trying to make their own little cable television network service on, on the PlayStation. It was really weird, but I liked it. I ain't gonna lie, but a little weird and a little late to the game considering cable TV has been going away for a while now. Uh, but yeah, Tiger and Bunny 2 coming to Netflix if you're interested. And then something that this looks like it could be good, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Is it CG? Oh my God, it looks like it might be. I hope it's not CG, but uh, Netflix has a series called Vampire in the Garden scheduled for 2022 coming to netflix and the production is by wit 
Studio. Now, with Studio, it's interesting to see that they're moving forward because y'all know that it was recently released. They got like a $4 million debt that is kind of climbing on their back right now. But according to this, they got something coming for Netflix in 2022, which, again, maybe it could be that they, you know, they're getting the bag now. Maybe they decided like, all right, we got to make some certain adjustments, but we're, we're going to get to it. So they got this coming with Netflix. They also just announced that they got a collaborative effort to make Spy Family with Cloverworks. So with Studio still in the game, they're not completely out of here yet. And I'm I'm happy for it because with studio great studio attack on titan seasons one through three immaculate stuff not to mention vinland saga vinland saga vinland saga watch vinland saga and unless i'm off i believe that's the last of all of the netflix stories that i have in this video and that's all to say that netflix is really becoming i don't want to say a problem that 3d cg that's a problem but like in general it's good healthy competition considering the fact that sony is breathing down their neck sony is on the other side of things licensing everything under the sun so it's a competition netflix trying to make original which at the end of the day sony over here they they bought out crunchyroll and funimation the platforms that license the stuff while netflix is over here playing 4d chess no we're gonna make it and we're gonna own this from now on so y'all can license that when y'all licenses run out come and license our too why not 4d chess my friends 4d chess i'm just saying but we gotta wait and see either way shout outs to uh, the competition that is coming forth i just don't want capitalism which is what's looking like happening just being honest with you to start messing it up with all these 3d cgi anime i don't want it like poor seven deadly sins man poor freaking sins yo so much potential down the tubes okay people moving forward we got a little preview image of all of the upcoming new manga coming to shonen jump i'm excited because you know fresh blood eye let's see if shonen jump allows one of these to pop off it says here weekly shonen jump new serialization round promotional page in issue number 49 at the top we got ayashimon by yuji kaku who did jigoku raku and it's like what a little demon looking girl why does it look like they're in nezuko's clothes from demon slayer Alrighty then then at the right uh mamore shugomaru by ihara daiki who did koisuru one piece which we'll talk about and wow that kind of looks a little bit like at the top right that kind of looks like a uh, Katekyo Hitman Reborn. Was it Ryuhei? The, the character Ryuhei, the boxer? Kind of looks like a mixture of him and somebody else. I don't know. Interesting stuff. And then at the left, uh, Doran Doran by Oska Gen, who did Golem Hearts. And that kind of looks cool. I can't tell. Kind of looks like he's about to go play sports, but then at the same time, a cool design. All of them have really cool art, and I'm not sure who's that at the far right. Is that already something serialized, or is that something new? I'm not sure. Or maybe it just wasn't covered in this little piece of information, but uh, that looks alright. Honestly, the art for all of them looks really cool except again the bottom right which i want to say that might actually be the one from the koisuru one piece author because koisuru one piece doesn't look all that stellar art wise but i'm excited at the very least character designs are cool let's see if we could get some good stories in shonen jump you know some fresh blood some awesome stuff i know i didn't really say too much here but it's just like hey some cool art why not let's see if the stories actually speak for themselves and while we're on the topic of new series the creator of koisuru one piece actually has officially suspended Suspended Koisuru One Piece. Here it says Koisuru One Piece has officially suspended its serialization today in Shonen Jump Plus's app. Ihara thanks everyone for their support until now and asks for them to look forward to next week's Jump Preview, which teases his upcoming new serialization. Curiously enough, Ihara also mentions he was planning to end the serialization completely, but the editorial department suggested putting it on hold since it would be a waste. He later says that he'll definitely come back someday and draw more in regards to Koisuru One Piece. Well, that kind of sounds a little interesting considering like yo what y'all don't believe that his manga is gonna last for the next 10 years whatever he got coming serialized so i don't know i mean i guess you could say yeah it would be a waste but what about if his manga takes off and he don't got no time anytime soon to return so a little bit i don't know i, I might take that a certain way like y'all don't believe in me like what, what's up or why don't y'all let somebody else take over i ain't doing this no more i'm serialized i'm out of here but yeah for any fans of it which i never even checked out koisuru one piece so there's that i think it's like a romance gag spinoff or something like that but yeah it's suspended it may come back someday hopefully hada's manga takes off and he doesn't okay people next up i lied there's more netflix related stories in particular though with live action anime adaptations for starters we just got a big word that the live action series of yu yu haka show will be released worldwide on netflix December 2023. That 
sounds to me like it got pushed back or something. Like, why are you announcing in November 2021? Ah, yes, in over two years, you guys are going to get the live action, which don't get me wrong. Live actions are a very volatile thing. We don't know how the hell this is going to turn out, how people are going to react. We just now have the Cowboy Bebop one coming out in another couple weeks. And we also got the One Piece one that just announced the cast. We're going to talk about that in a second. So maybe it could be something because of all these live actions, maybe the budgets. I don't know what the heck happened here, but why announce like December 2020? 23 like that's a long ways off and if you was already announcing it like they've been talking about this for a bit now it was was it in production i want to say it was in production like why so freaking long something is afoot i'll be honest with you whether it be that expectations for it to bomb or something there because pushing it back two years that is saying a lot just saying like netflix they got their hands in a lot of stuff so i don't know maybe yu yu Hakusho's filming or creation isn't going so well but as i said as well and i recently made a video reacting to it yesterday regarding the one piece live action netflix series that is coming out they recently revealed the cast members for the actual characters or five of the actual characters i want to say it was luffy usopp zoro sanji and nami and i said i ain't gonna lie based on the actors that we got for them they look all right like i'm not mad at any of the casting it's cool that they actually have them diverse and it's not like because you know some people feel like oh the diversity casting is whatever you know it doesn't fit why are they doing this whatnot well first of all Eichiro oda himself the creator of one piece said that no if my characters were in the real world usopp would be from africa uh luffy would be from brazil this one would be from france frankie be from america like everyone in the straw hat crew is from some place in the world and they made sure to reflect that with the casting choices and they had some of the energy and the videos i've seen like the person that plays luffy had a lot of energy like luffy i don't know I'm, I'm kind of optimistic at the very least and i'm looking forward to seeing what they show next whether it be a trailer down the road or whatever i think there's potential i don't want to say this is going to be good but there's potential considering that the bebop one is actually turning into something decent so far maybe this one piece one could be the same i don't know but yeah people yu yu haka show live action coming in 2023 december and the one piece live action netflix coming in 2022 and the casting choices revealed as well for the first five straw hats luffy zoro sanji nami usopp then something that caught my interest because i remember maybe 10 years ago or more there was a devil may cry anime that came out well according to this i read it says adi shankar said scripts are done for season one of the upcoming devil may cry animated series and when i read that i was like wait a minute wasn't there already an anime that came out so it must be that they're doing an english you know an american or western animated adaptation opposed to the anime one which i heard the anime one wasn't all that good to be honest with you and it would make sense why it didn't pop considering like devil may cry is a beloved franchise and also it's one of those ones that if it was done correctly would be awesome for an anime but seemingly the adaptation that they got wasn't all that great and that's that i want to say it was done by like madhouse studio if i'm not mistaken but it seems like it didn't meet the standard or whatever or just in general it flopped and now the rights to do another one is done because they got scripts coming for season one of an upcoming devil may cry animated series and i would love for it to be based on devil may cry 3 or loosely based on that because i love devil may cry 3 dante and virgil's rivalry is just freaking awesome and i would love to see it next up fans of the manga jagon which i could have swore was made by the manga cub gantz no it's not made by the manga cub gantz but it's just wild and crazy and gratuitous at times as gantz uh they got another series in the works it says here the creators of jagon muneyuki kanashiro and kensuke nishida are preparing a new manga series already and new info will be revealed at a later date so even though jagon didn't take off like i thought it would because jagon looked like the type of series like why didn't it take off why didn't it get an anime adaptation at the very least you would think considering netflix is throwing their money at anything that breathes in, in japan you would think they would have got something there but maybe it was like too late in the game by the time netflix started rolling around or just in general maybe jagon was just too much like a lot of the times i would see shit, i'm like that's a that's a thing like really sexualized craziness and all sorts of insane stuff like really really things that like i, I need to go back and read jagon now no <laughs> 
But yeah, fans of the authors of Jagan, they got a new work already coming. And I remember reacting to like the first couple chapters of Jagan, and it was a crazy, crazy ride. Okay, people, next up, an interesting story regarding Fairy Tale and Kodansha wanting a new Fairy Tale game. But I don't know how to really feel about this because a part of me feels like they're trying to get some cheap labor on a cheap Fairy Tale game to keep the needle moving, so to speak, because, you know, the big 100 Years Quest story is coming out or anime is coming out for that. So well, let's just read because according to this, somebody said kodansha wants indie developers to make a new fairy tale game for steam and mobile in whatever genre they want so you can make a first person shooter whatever you want when it comes to fairy tale and it says the best game will be distributed by kodansha and the winners will get 15 million yen about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. and a part of me feels like they just want to get a free game i'll just be honest with you like opposed to like what nintendo does like hey you try to make a fan game out of their they're gonna come into your house and kill your whole family. Like, no, <laughs> Kodansha's like, well, hey, we would love that actually. And we want Fairy Tale to get out there. So part of me feels like it's a good and a bad. I guess it's a great incentive for indie developers. Like, hey, you wanna have some fun with an IP that is like really big out there and get your name out there? I guess I'm gonna look at it more as an opportunity. While, yeah, Kodansha is probably trying to get a game out there on the cheap, ultimately, it's opportunity for somebody that is an indie game developer. Like, yo, go make a fairy tale first person shooter go make a fairy tale rpg whatever it is it might actually take off and if kodansha puts it out there at the very least you can get your name out there although i know it is a daunting task to create a video game by no means is it an easy walk in the park but hey it's a big ip your name will be out there and there's a cash prize at the end of it so have some fun with it if you'd like and also i would love to play another fairy tale game it's been a little bit okay people so next up i want to say it was quite some time ago at this point that it was announced that the creator of full metal alchemist had a new work incoming but we just got like a little visual teaser and that was that however here it says full metal alchemist creator hiromu arakawa will start her new fantasy manga series yomi no shigai in monthly shonen gangang issue one out december 10 2021 about a boy and his imprisoned sister uncovering the secret of a mysterious village and again it's the same promo image that was released a while ago maybe they had plans to release it earlier than this but it wasn't ready or there was some delays maybe they wanted to get things right but yeah i want to really like talk about that one i ain't gonna lie i'll probably do a first impression when that drops because it's you know hiromu arakawa the creator of full metal alchemist and full metal alchemist is a legendary arguably classic perfect not even arguably it is a classic arguably perfect series out there for showing in battle and the designs are kind of cool so yeah full metal alchemist creators new manga will be out December 10th of uh, the first issue and we'll see how it goes i ain't gonna lie again i'm going to give you guys the first impression because that sounds like fun okay people quick story here that was kind of like random as hell apparently we're getting a call of duty x attack on titan collab it says call of duty x attack on titan collaboration leaked newly released call of duty vanguard will collab with attack on titan's anime series and i guess it'll be like maybe in the game maybe they'll have like some of the attack on titan weapons or maybe they'll throw titans in there i haven't played call of duty in ages and i was never really a call of duty guy so i don't know what the heck they could do but or maybe they'll have like some skins of like hey you could play as levi or something there for the collab but yeah if you're a call of duty fan and an attack on titan fan you might be interested in this i don't know and while we're in the realm of attack on titan i had seen a video and it was actually pretty freaking disturbing i ain't gonna lie where it was a congressman and he had his team use the opening of attack on titan the very first one and he edited it in a way that basically makes it look like he's fantasizing about offing a lot of political entities like at one point he had biden's head you know joe biden the president of the united states or whatever like they had his head on the colossal titan as this congressman is about to attack like what the opening does and i think they even had aoc on there and i was just kind of like yo sometimes i really wonder like is this a simulation fam like this is a congressman you know what i'm saying and their team who okayed this but then again at the end of the day they're not going to get much scrutiny besides the other political party that they don't really care about they want their party to root for them and vote for them so i guess it's a smart strategy in that aspect but sometimes i'd be like yo fam we're memeing for elections like isn't elections supposed to be taken serious like what here we are people reality in 2021 congressmen using attack on titan and anime opening to promote their political agenda like wow and i i need to stress that it's not funny it's 
and evil. Like you're wishing death on people. Regardless, I don't care how you feel about them. You're wishing death on them by doing this thing. It's not funny. Yeah, I just feel like it's really, really childish. Moving forward, we got an update on the success of My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission in the US. According to this, it says, My Hero Academia, the movie World Heroes Mission earns over US $10 million at North American box office. Funimation revealed on Tuesday that My Hero Academia, the movie World Heroes Mission, the third anime film in the franchise, has earned over US $10 million at the North American box office, listing it as the 11th anime film to pass this milestone. The film debuted at number two in the US on its opening day on October 29th, earning an estimated US $2.882 million in 1,600 theaters. The film earned about US $6.4 million in the United States from October 29th through the 31st, ranking at number four for its opening weekend. And so yeah, $10 million, that ain't bad at all. Again, I always gotta go back to 10 years ago, we weren't even getting these films in theaters, and when the first Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods film came to theaters over here, it was in a very limited thing, and it only made like in a week $2 million or something. It was really bad. We've come a long way to where anime that are not just Dragon Ball Z or Naruto can come to theaters and actually see success. So big congrats to My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, the film. It was a fun time for the most part. Again, if you check out my review, you'll see what I mean of like how I felt about certain parts of it. But ultimately, still dope to see anime booming at the box office. It's no surprise at this point that, yeah, anime is going to do well. A lot of people like it. It's here to stay so long as they don't fumble it with CGI and 3D, but that's a different conversation altogether. Congrats to My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, and I'm not saying that there was CGI in there. This is, again, unrelated to My Hero when it comes to my disdain for the 3D generation. Okay, people, and lastly on the agenda, Jump Force. Apparently, it's coming to an end in certain areas regarding, like, you won't be able to digitally buy it and the online servers, like... I don't know how I feel about this. Let's read. Bandai Namco tweeted out, or Bandai Namco US, Our sincere thanks goes out to all Jump Force players and fans for their support. But with all good things, they must come to an end. Jump Force's availability through digital purchase in the Americas will end on February 7, 2022 at 5 p.m. PST. Online servers will go down on August 24th, 2022, but all single player functions will be playable locally. And I ain't gonna lie, like a part of me feels like they did support it for a long time. I ain't gonna lie, considering the backlash, they still were like, nah, we got DLC here, we got DLC there. They didn't just completely drop the game. And I'm also imagining that, you know, the licenses, because there's so many different titles in there, Naruto, Dragon Ball, Hunter, Hunter, all, all sorts of different things that they had to license. And probably the first of many of those licenses, if not all of them are starting to come to an end by that date so they gotta pull it down because legally they would get sued if it was any further than that so i understand that aspect is a tricky thing they always bring me back to a uh, who framed roger rabbit when they had like disney crossing over with warner brothers characters and all sorts of stuff like yeah it's tricky with the licensing but a part of me feels like damn so i bought a game that i wanted to play online and again it was a small fraction of people that feel this way but and now I'm not going to be able to play online because yeah, shutting it down. So feels a little bit cheated out of, I guess you could say. But I know majority of people don't really care because Jump Force, it is what it is. I liked it. I love the idea. I hope they do another one at some given point with, or revamping it, shall I say, with better mechanics. Maybe try a different engine of sorts or just in general, make a really cool crossover game. Like the idea in and of itself is dope. And also Jump Force was, to my understanding, very successful. Did like, you know, a million copies sold or something like that. Like it did great. It's just the execution could have been way better. Story mode could have been way better. It was like great ideas executed very poorly. But yeah, people, those are all the stories we have for today's episode. I'm curious what you guys think. I guess I want the biggest question or the biggest thing with all of the stories we have from Netflix. What is your take on it? How do you feel about Netflix and the little stronghold that they're starting to get over the anime industry? All of their announcements, the 3D CG Seven Deadly Sins films, the 3D CG seven deadly sins films <laughs> any thoughts on any stories we covered in today's episode but that is all i have for this one thanks for watching i hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm from that world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day Peace in, and you guys just watched another episode of Four Never News! Have an awesome day. <laughs>